0: welcome back dorks i am your dorkiest oh man i messed it up already man (laughs) we are unprofessional i'm leaving this in we are the dorkiest podcast i am your dorkiest host mike joining me this week is the dorkiest co-host daniel now before he says anything i wanted to wish daniel his very first ablated uh happy father's day buddy happy father's day to a new proud papa (laughs) <laughs>
1: thanks man I really appreciate it
0: yeah how how uh, how was your father's day we're recording this the day after you know did you guys do anything uh yeah most of it was uh you know slept in just watched movies and then went out to eat Oh, do that it sounds like a very relaxing day yeah. yeah I finally got my fiance to watch Batman Begins oh I am trying not to curse but like I really want to shout an exploit. That's my favorite live action Batman movie, man. Same. Oh, so good. What did, did she just never got around to seeing it or what? She's not a big DC person.
1: She's oh. she's into Marvel. She said she's never cared about the DC heroes
0: that much. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, Girl. I can I can see that, you know, uh, even back when I was a kid reading comic books and stuff, you know, Marvel was definitely Yep, you know, the the Marvel fans, you know, that I interacted with, they were definitely of the opinion that like, "Oh, I love these these comics because like I can see myself as these characters." Whereas like, you know, the, all, all the DC kids, myself included, like I love these I love these comics because we look up to these people, you know. So, yeah. I, so I I I could definitely see the, the you know the argument either way, but uh, yeah, how how does how does she like Batman Begins?
1: Uh her review of it was it was okay. <laughs>
0: Oh no. Damn she said, I get why you like it. <laughs> oh man. You know, that's always every time I say that, you know, and I mean it from a sincere place, like I never I, I always have that like, you know you know after after I say it, I always feel like, oh that always sounds way worse than what I meant it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, well, I don't like it, but it's okay that you like it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for that to not sound condescending. That's, yeah, like that's the word I, I was looking for. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, well, are you going to move? Are you guys going to move on to the Dark Knight? And oh, the Dark Knight basically, Rises?
1: I told her, it's like, if you're not into this, I won't ask you to watch the rest of the trilogy. Mm. So, nope.
0: <laughs> yeah. I- I'm always of the opinion that, like, Batman Begins, you know, while it's my favorite live action Batman movie the dark knight is i think objectively a better film you know every every single actor in that movie is given 110 you know heath ledger included and then you have that iconic performance you have like the amazing pacing you have you know dopey batman voice you know aside like christian bale is like really selling it as both bruce wayne and batman but yeah i mean it might just be you know, it might be something worth trying. If she didn't, if she wasn't feeling Batman Begins, like I think most people, especially back in 2005, were feeling, then I think maybe The Dark Knight might be the one to you know get her to come around. Man, that's it. We'll see what happens. Put it on the list, baby. Put it on the list. Speaking of things on HBO Max, I'll talk a little bit about something on HBO Max that I want to recommend to the folks later in the episode. But for today, we are a week past a week ahead week 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 removed from e3 slash summer games fest and that's all we're going to be talking about today baby we are going to be talking about our top five e3 and summer game fest moments you know stuff that gets us hyped for the future stuff that gets gets us excited to be a part of this gaming culture stuff that gets us excited to be gamers baby mm, 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 feeling good now how was your e3 like you know uh, from um, from from where from where you were sitting the last week and a half like how is how did e3 treat you man
1: e3 was good i i would be lying if i said i wasn't slightly underwhelmed like i would guess i was expecting more big name mm. titles to be announced or studios to showcase more triple a
0: titles you know but in for a lot indie of, games it was pretty good in a lot of ways that disappointment that uh oh this is definitely gonna be there you know there's it's it's been four years we need to hear more and then not getting that that's just part of the e3 experience baby Very <laughs> video true. games giveth video games taketh away baby <laughs> yeah dude yeah just like you like e3 this year was like admittedly weird you know it was you know an online uh only event to you know the you know e3 didn't show up uh, last year of course but uh Yeah, I mean, for what it was, like, and and, and of course, you know, the games that you and I are going to be talking about, like, I mean, we got good announcements, we got great trailers, we got good stuff to look forward to for the future. And, you know, even though, you know, we didn't get, like, everything that I wanted to learn from the sequel to Breath of the Wild, you know, and I'm glad that we got that Elden Ring trailer as well at Summer Games Fest, but, like, you know, we didn't get, like, Bayonetta 3, we didn't get, like, a, even a teaser of final fantasy seven remake part two or anything from final fantasy 16 or you know e- all these big games uh you know e- despite all that like we still have a good amount of stuff coming this year for you know a good a good chunk of it to to look forward to so you know given given that like you know e3 was a success in in that part i agree yeah yeah so Daniel, with that being said, I say we jump right into it, dude. Like, uh, I have a list here of, uh, five games that I did not know existed, uh, prior to E3. And now that E3 and Summer Game Fest is over, like I am hecka hella. I think I say hella. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Look, <laughs> <hella laughs> looking forward to, uh, these five, uh, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm going to snag them up as soon as I can. And, uh, so with that being said, I went ahead and um, just going to give a shout out to both Elden Ring and the sequel of Breath of the Wild, two games that we both, you know, that we all knew um, were coming down the way. Like I said, I'm glad we got a little bit more uh, information on both of those games, but I figure uh, this if I'm going to be shouting out some games that get me super hyped for the future, I might as well give those spots to some games that, you know, got me legit, like really excited and excited that they exist
1: sounds and that makes
0: sense to me yeah sounds good man so do you want to go ahead and kick it off man is there anything that you want to like shout out or you know uh you know state beforehand before we get started on this list
1: uh yeah my list uh i just straight away with the five games that got me most intrigued and probably the order i want to play them when they come out mm. which means three of them i did not have any idea about before e3 but uh, two of them I did, but we just got more information about them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your list too, and what you think about uh, some of the updates we got. You know, especially you know on our on our last episode together. You know, some of those some of those games that we ta- that were talked about in E3 and Summer Games Fest. You know, are kind of related to some of your top five best games of all time too. So, you know, on that front, you know, you got a lot of stuff at E3 that you know would have gotten you excited I'm sure
1: hey, definitely
0: so once you start it off Daniel what's what is your number five a uh, favorite game favorite moment favorite trailer uh, from the past week and a half uh,
1: my number five was the trailer at for Redfall
0: oh man redfall that, yeah that, that that of course is the uh, new IP coming from Arcane Studios that closed out the Microsoft show too. Uh, tell me a little bit about Redfall. Well, from
1: everything I got from the trailer, it's definitely like a co-op game. Gave me some very Left for Dead vibes mm-hmm. with the I see, having the idea of having each character clearly having different abilities while you're combating apparently a town that's been overrun by vampires.
0: Yeah, yeah. Really, really cool tone. I really like the art direction for this one. You know, granted it's a CG trailer, but I think in that CG trailer we got good hints at gameplay, like you were mentioning, like each of the characters that were being showcased had different abilities. Uh, you know, it, it, it definitely gave gave us an idea of what to expect as far as like the story goes. I'm so excited for Redfall. And I'm just gonna show my cards here. That was my number one favorite thing of E3, dude. as soon as that trailer hit, man, like I was like, what is this? Like, you know, when's it coming out? Apparently it's coming out in 2022. Like, how likely do you think we're going to get that?
1: Uh, I'd say until I hear otherwise, I'd say that's likely probably okay. when they announce 2022 and don't give you a, an actual quarter. I generally assume that's going to mean like October, November.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm exactly the same way. You know, uh, if don't don't give us a year like or don't give us a month. I assume you mean holiday, you know, and you're just not you're just trying to give us that hope that it's going to come out in March or something. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what else about Redfall that got you excited?
1: Like you definitely said the art style, because I I don't even know what game it reminds me of, but it just gives me like that art that art style just really like lit something up in my brain that was like, this reminds me of something that I like. I don't know what, but I enjoy it.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, like I mentioned, it's from Arcane Studios. You know, they so they, you know, they made Dishonored and Dishonored 2 and and then the the, the re, re 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 reboot of Prey as well from 2017, I think that was. If I remember correctly? That sounds right. Yeah. And it's, I got to
1: say that Dishonored is low key one of my favorite games.
0: Oh man, like again, you want a game that has like amazing art direction, great world building in that franchise too. Uh, you know, I I've only dabbled in Dishonored two, but Dishonored one, like oof, like fantastic, like new IP and yeah, definitely a, a, a like low key, like great game that people should pick up if they've you know happened to miss it. You could be, you know it's on everything too, and you know at, at this point it's like dirt cheap, so there's no reason not to.
1: Exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. You you. I've only into...
1: played a little bit of Dishonored two, but it looks really good. Yeah, for yeah. what I played of it.
0: Yeah. Do you own it or you just kind of just touched upon it?
1: I'm pretty sure I got Dishonored like on either 360 or the Xbox One when it was like on like games for gold. Oh, OK. I I appreciate sure that's when I got it and I played it a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if anybody ever sees like Dishonored or Dishonored 2 like in a like in a discount bin or something like, you know, because I, I imagine last, last time I saw those games you know GameStop at least was giving them away for like five ten bucks so yeah definitely a definitely well worth its money especially at that point but yeah I mean uh hopefully because you know I I don't think we've I don't think Arcane Studios has done anything too big since Dishonored 2 so hopefully they've been this Redfall has been cooking since then so you know if I guess I just kind of talked myself into believing that maybe this 22 2022 release date is a lot more realistic than uh than we had hoped. <laughs>
1: yeah, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Sounds good, man. Yeah. My, my number one, your number five. I I, I was hoping this was going to, you know, shoot up on your radar. Uh, and I'm glad it did, dude. Yeah. Uh,
1: what I really am hoping for is it needs couch co-op.
0: Oh yeah, man. It, it's especially in the world that we live in now where, you know, who knows how long people are, you know, not going to be comfortable going out, you know, but you know, be People, people play with their families. People play with their partners. People play with their kids. And, you know, this is definitely, uh, it, you know, and I, was, and I was watching the the Microsoft Bethesda showcase with uh, my wife and daughter. And when this closed out that event, like all three of us were like, yo, dude, <laughs> like when we get in that game, like, you know, we, and that, that's definitely a game. But, you know, it being Bethesda, it being the big showcase, you know, showstopper, um, I, I don't think this is coming to PS5, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, which, uh, again, I will have... Again, I we talked about this for sure. I have tendentially exciting news that might be good news for you and me on that
0: front. Oh? Oh? Is this is this news you want to share right now?
1: Uh, sure, I'll go ahead and talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, I say uh, no reason to leave people in anticipation. Uh, yeah, apparently Microsoft did a did something i think it was like right before summer game fest saying that they are planning on make it to where game pass will be available through through smart tvs so all you have to do is oh. buy either either they'll have an app on it or you can buy like kind of like an amazon fire stick equivalent and a, oh, an xbox baby. controller yes. and you'll we'll be able to play it on on your tv without a console
0: yeah oh man that's amazing if true yeah so would they have like something like this like like patented or just kind of rumors floating about they say that they're
1: working on it because it was an interview with one of the head guys at xbox saying that they've been working on this ever since they first introduced backwards compatibility this is something they've been working on
0: oh my god yes you know in you know like i mentioned with you know when we got excited for you know redfall and all the other great games that you know came out of the microsoft bethesda um conference we were immediately like having that conversation as a family like okay we're definitely not going like we, we we've set the money aside for the ps5 right that's basically bought and paid for are we gonna do that again for an xbox series x All you know right. and then we started and then we started negotiating like are any of our computers powerful enough to run game pass you know there's <laughs> <laughs> you know, a computer that i'm running uh you know this podcast like, you know barely f- works but <laughs> so yeah so you know uh, I, I was worried that like we were you know by the time any of these great games come out that you know we would be unable to play them. But if that comes out, man, that is that is going to be a game changer and just in, in the industry as a whole, dude.
1: Yeah, like it's really sounded like Xbox is not really going to lean too heavily into a console generation after the Series X the way they were talking.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 ever since you know Phil Phil Spencer like kind of took over you know the head of Xbox like he's really turned the brand like around man like and for the better and because you know i'm sure you remember like prior to him getting promoted as head of xbox it was like you know don matrick i think it was and just how backwards thinking the microsoft division or the 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 xbox division was and how anti-consumer friendly like the brand as a whole was and you know just overall like the Xbox games brand like just didn't have like a killer exclusives you know when when you when you compare it directly to like Sony or something like that but man like after it, that i think that's one of, like the big takeaways from E3 this year and, you know especially considering that Sony never, didn't show up in a big capacity at all like act, like Microsoft is here to like play ball and you know it it they kind of got the wheels turning nice and slow but like the future is looking really really bright for them.
1: Yeah man, if I said if there's one takeaway I got from E3 it's Microsoft is, they I'd say they're back. They're they really I think they really listened to criticisms during the mm-hmm. Xbox 1 era and they've really stepped up.
0: Yeah, and I was really you know even though I skipped out on that generation on on an Xbox 1, you know, I I was you know just just as a lover of the video games industry, like I was really worried for them as a brand that like you know, they weren't gonna they weren't gonna make it to what you know whatever the xbox four was gonna be you know i was really i was really concerned that like oh well after the xbox one they're gonna be they're gonna fold by 2015 you know but yeah just to, just to see how much they've grown and you know they didn't rush things like they really like as soon as as soon as phil took over like you know they they reversed all of those negative decisions they made on the xbox one almost immediately. You know, they discounted this they, they discounted the box. They, you know, of course they had that big announcement in twenty sixteen or seventeen, whenever it was, about Games Pass or Game Pass, and, and then they and then they bought all, all the studios and then they bought Bethesda and then they come out with all this. And speaking of which, man, like you know, I'm I'm sure the you know this game is gonna get brought up at some point, but you know, Starfield confirmed to be an Xbox exclusive, which is huge for them. How long right. has that game been on like people's mindset? And you know, I, I I had assumed that those contracts have already been signed, but I guess, you know, those those Microsoft bucks come a calling you know?
1: Yeah, I believe the game was first announced at E3 in 2017? Oh not twenty seventeen. Right. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Twenty eighteen I think it was.
0: Yeah, at the but Beth- is it was that the Bethesda conference where it was just the name or just a logo reveal or something? Like yeah, that? it
1: was where it was just like uh a moving picture basically of space and then the title oh it was, was a gift yeah basically yes <laughs> bethesda
0: made a gif <laughs> <laughs> yes they did <laughs> yeah and and i think there was rumblings even before that announcement too they're like oh we're working we're working on a skyrim in space or whatever yeah, yeah. I, I just remember that like reading about that and like our articles and stuff but yeah dude good on microsoft and like uh, maybe in like a different unit like in a different universe, I would say, like, forget it. I'm not buying a PS5 anymore. I'm buying an Xbox Series X. I'm not quite there yet. But if what you said is true, Daniel, I might be the proud owner of an Xbox stick. <laughs> whatever that uh, may whatever be. Whatever
1: dumb name they call it, I'm <laughs> sure it'll be something like the Xbox
0: 2. The ex- <laughs> No, the Xbox T-O-O. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it, dude. We're we're supposed to be making lists. So so yes, many diverges, we... but it's okay. We're gonna keep diverging. That's what the show is about. Long form, baby. Number five. This also wins the award for me, uh, for probably the dumbest trailer. Um, but because of name recognition alone. Now this showed up in the Square Enix press conference. I guess you can call it that. Like we're like twenty minutes of it was announcing the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and it was like Fifteen minutes too long? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it might have been twenty
1: minutes too long.
0: Oh boy, was that a did that, that, that drag? That,
1: that looked like it looked like a game that mm-hmm. that exists, maybe made five years ago.
0: But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have my thoughts on the like overall. I'm pretty positive that like because this is this was IDOS Montreal who's who's making the Guardians game, but um... yeah, I, I'm pretty positive on the game overall, but. um... Yeah, I mean, we'll just see. It's coming out in October. But that's not the game I'm here to talk about. Again, dumbest trailer of the entire show, which also has one of the dumbest game names, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, apparently coming out in 2022. This is going to be on the uh, current consoles and uh, last-gen PS4 and Xbox One. Now, this is apparently a Final Fantasy-style, Dark Souls-style game where you have to fight chaos, but also we're here to kill chaos. I want to kill chaos. Where is chaos? We're here to kill chaos. Again, dumbest trailer of the show.
1: I'll admit, Mike, I was watching it, Uh and all I could think of was, I have no idea what's going on. I hope Mike can explain it to me.
0: (laughs) Again, neither can I, (laughs) but on name recognition alone, again, stupidest name what is this stranger of paradise final fantasy origin okay name aside the idea that we're getting a dark soul style game in quote unquote the final fantasy universe which that 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 armor dude that they're here to that they're there to kill who they keep referring to as chaos that's actually one of the final bosses of final fantasy one where I, which is where i think this final fantasy origin title comes from so, gotcha. this is coming from uh, Team Ninja, who uh, most recently was involved in the the Neo games, Neo One and Neo Two. Uh, pre- prior to that, they made the the Ninja Gaiden um, hack and slash kind of Devil May Cry style games. Uh, so, yeah, so they're gonna be working on this one, and man, it looks so dopey, but I'm gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like they got my money, and like it's as as shameful as that sounds, like. Yo, dude! Dark Souls in a fin- like in Final Fantasy style, like sign me up, dude!
1: I'm definitely interested.
0: I I think I might
1: let you play it and <laughs> give me some <laughs> feedback and be like, what What is this game? Will I like this?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, you know, if we had if we were in the same room, right, and like on a table was Elden Ring for the PS five, and next to that was Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin for PS four. I would graciously let you play Elden Ring, you know, as you know. Just to give that to you, and because also you also you've earned it. You, you guys put in the work. You got the PS Five, <laughs> you know. And I'll 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 hang on to this, and then we both can compare notes and be like, and I'll just be like, Daniel, are you done with Elden Ring? I want to play it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, th- th- this could be. This is one of those games where I feel like it could go either way, dude. Like it, it looks so dopey that like I don't think it's gonna win any points on like story or dialogue voice acting. <laughs> but no, we it's... all
1: have those games, Mike. Where it's oh, like, yeah, this is not a good game but I love it. Oh yeah, I, dude. We discussed this last week, Earthworm Jim. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. We had to do like a whole episode on like games that are objectively bad but I love them. <laughs> but yeah, this is coming out to uh, some oh, maybe sometime next year, but uh yeah, I, I I'm I'm going to keep my eyes on this one. You know, I'm 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 a big from software uh uh convert and uh you know just the idea of that type of game and like you know the industry as a whole kind of embracing that you know souls like style and you know kind of applying it to uh you know their franchises. I think that's a really cool idea. So you know even though this is my number five I'm not completely I could have I could have put any other you know like solid home run in the spot but I'm gonna put this here. And you know, because I, I think this I think everyone's been dunking on this game. <laughs> Myself included. So let's just get let's boost its morale a little bit. Stranger of Paradise, you're my number five. There you go.
1: There we go. Good (laughs) for you, Stranger of Paradise. Excessively long game name.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean so so you seeing this at the Square Enix conference, I you said you were confused, but you know, you it got you intrigued?
1: Yeah, I mean it was one of the things where this is so ridiculous, I need to know more.
0: (laughs) We're here to fight chaos. Weird chaos. I gotta f- oh, <laughs> it's one of those it's gonna be, it's also gonna be one of those games where I'm gonna be unintentionally laughing at it all right all right Daniel what's uh, your number four
1: uh my number four was one of the games that I knew about going into e3 but I figured I had to put it on the list just since I praised a game in this series last
0: uh, last episode I was on. Mm, uh, it is. Talk about Far Cry 6. There it is. Yes, we finally got a little bit more footage on this game. and uh, yeah. Attack chickens. Attack chickens, dude. <laughs> it I, I made it on this list solely for
1: attack chickens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if there's one thing that the Far Cry series is great at, it's like very, very intriguing gameplay reveals. And I think every Far Cry trailer that I've ever seen, there's always at least, you know, a few moments in them were like, "Oh, I gotta play that! Oh, I gotta experience that!" You know, and here and here I am, never played a Far Cry game, but like, you know, and this is this is one that got my wife uh, interested as well. You know, I think we this this might be the one that we finally like jump in on. But the, yeah, Far Cry Six. Please tell me more about it. Well, I said basically from everything uh,
1: I've watched about it, we are trading in Montana, which was the setting of the last. Far, Far Cry 5 and the spin off game that they did of Far Cry 5. Right. And instead, it's now taking place in a fictional island in the Caribbean. I think clearly it's supposed to be like a Cuba, mm-hmm. Nicaragua kind of stand in.
0: Yeah, the big villain this time, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, do you know his name? Because I keep calling him by his actor name. Uh, I, I, uh, Anton Castillo. Anton Castillo. Okay, I knew I heard it at some point. So are you so what is what is the premise of the game are you like a revolutionary like
1: Yeah based off the trailer i can see is that you play and uh forgive me i cannot remember her name Danny Danny that's what it was
0: That's right but that's another thing that was interesting too yeah the protagonist is a is is a woman which i think is the first time it, in the series right Aside from
1: the spin there's the spin off of Far Cry 5 New Dawn where you play a girl but this will be the first one in the numbered main series Oh okay cool but yeah, basically you seem to be like a revolutionary that's like trying to over like trying to fight to overthrow the dictator. I'm like kind of a that's kind of been the setup. That's kind of similar to the setup for Far Cry 4. So I was like, okay so we're doing this setup again, but
0: mm-hmm. kind of I more see, grounded in reality though. Or even yeah, like- this
1: is a little less. I can tell Castillo definitely seems like the most serious villain we've had in a long time in a Far Cry game because the dictator in Far Cry 4, Pagan Man is one of my favorite video game villains he's so much Mm -hmm. fun he was very over the top like kind of like an 80s action movie villain type character whereas castillo seems much more like okay this is what a real dictator would actually be like
0: yeah i i think well i think maybe it was the game awards or something where we got the first uh reveal of this and that was that that was that um first person trailer where you're i don't think it was first person but it was that trailer where you're seeing Anton interact with his son, and he's making them hold that cooked grenade, and it's like, oh man! Like, it, I, I was used to the Far Cry trailers and or the game being like wacky and over the top, but you know this is this is intense, dude. This is like Breaking yeah. Bad level stuff.
1: Yeah, season uh, season Far Cry Five was definitely where the trailers they started making them like making the villains a little more scary and grounded. But mm-hmm. I think this so far is doing a better job for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is coming out uh, October, right? It's still, still uh, this year.
1: I believe that's correct.
0: Yeah. W- wasn't this delayed? I think this was supposed to come out in 2020 as well, right?
1: I believe so. I think it was a f- uh, holiday 2020 game, but they pushed it back.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. Let it, let it cook. So yeah. it, this might be, yeah, like like I mentioned, this might be the game that like finally gets me into this series. So, uh, you know. And, and, yeah
1: definitely uh, a big thing i noticed from the game was that it's mostly a urban setting which is very different from far cry far Cry's always been out either the jungle or the middle of nowhere
0: so this oh, being yeah. very urban setting
1: and they said that verticality is going to be a big deal like climbing up buildings so the map's gonna be a lot more vertical than any far cry game before which really has me interested
0: okay yeah i've, I've only seen that gameplay trailer like maybe once or twice so I didn't get a chance to like study it a lot, but did the did the main character kind of have like a grappling hook or anything anything like that to help scale buildings, or is, is yeah, it mostly there's... just going to be like Assassin's Creed style, maybe climbing? I think they said
1: it's very going to be very similar to Assassin's Creed.
0: Oh, that's really good. That's cool. Yeah, I, I really like you know that kind of freeform like parkour, just kind of give the player freedom to climb and go anywhere they want. That sounds very interesting
1: exactly that is that that's really was the selling point for me
0: very cool man yeah I'm, I'm super excited for this game too and i'm glad that you brought this uh up on the show uh daniel my number four what is your relationship with uh, the metroid series
1: i know of it i ah. maybe played a little bit
0: way back in the day but it's mostly a blind spot for me oh ah, yes and and that is what i suspected because i am was always of the opinion that Metroid is a franchise that should be more popular than it is. You know, it's it's one of it's one of uh, you know Nintendo's like uh, legacy franchises, and we're finally getting a new game in Metroid Dread. Uh, this is come this is my number four. It's coming out this October. Uh, this is apparently the the fifth entry in the uh, I guess the two D. Um, side-scrolling metroid games uh the last one coming out uh, was metroid fusion which came out on the game boy advance dude so another nintendo handheld you know (laughs) so yeah uh did did this part spark your interest at all i know i know you i know you don't currently own a switch at the moment but uh you know uh, what would you think of this game
1: it definitely looked fun. Like so my experience with Metroid was I watched some reviews for Metroid games when I owned a GameCube, and I did really consider getting a Metroid game. I don't know mm-hmm. which one was out for the GameCube at the time, but
0: uh, that would be the Metroid Prime games. Metroid so... Prime. That's yeah.
1: right. But yeah, I was like, it seemed interesting. And I know Samus is a very important character in video game history, being one of the first female protagonists in video mm-hmm. games. But overall, it's one of those games that I respect its legacy, but I don't really know a lot about it.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely kind of a low-key franchise as well. You know, it's not, it doesn't have, you know, even though it's kind of like a game that's meant, you know, anybody can enjoy. It doesn't have that kind of Nintendo charm or appeal that, you know, like The Legend of Zelda or Mario has or even, you know, something like Pikmin or Animal Crossing as well. You know, this does kind of skew a little older, you know, kind of maybe like tweens and tweens and above. And, you know, you know, you're dealing with like mech suits and aliens and, you know, space travel and, you know, sci-fi, sci-fi stuff. So I can understand that why people would look at this, especially on their Nintendo consoles and, you know, think it's not for them. You know, people go into their, their, their new Nintendo consoles expecting to play Mario, expecting to play Zelda, Kirby and Stuff like that, but uh, yeah, I, this this is one for the for the weird kids, I guess. You know, uh, back when I had a GameCube, like I was I was my my first experience playing Metroid was on the GameCube with the with the Metroid Prime games, and uh, I only played one and two, didn't get into three. So I was hoping we would get information on at least this fabled Metroid Prime trilogy that's supposedly supposed to be coming to Switch in anticipation for Metroid Prime Four which again I was hoping it was going to be here but you know e3 giveth if e3 taketh away but uh but you know we got this which is a super hype announcement and you know I'm I'm definitely on my radar it's just a few months away as well it's coming out on October 8th right i think it's the same day as far cry 6 even so you know gotcha. it, you know when those two games come out you know it, i guess i'll be playing this one and you'll be playing far cry 6 and then when far cry 6 hits a sale i'll be picking up that game as well <laughs> you know <laughs> there you go yeah uh but you know because this is like a returning franchise you know it's a it's a sequel to a, a game that was on the game boy advance you know it's 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 definitely got a cool entry point for people people can just kind of just jump right in and just enjoy this you know uh, Met, metroid prime is well regarded for its level design and its atmosphere and its cool enemy designs as well so you know if if Anybody out there has got the switch? You know, I, I, I would highly, not push, but like I would highly in, influence people to, you know, give this one a shot because if this doesn't do well, we're probably not going to get much more Metroid games in the future. This, this, this franchise, I'll be, you know, even though it is one of Nintendo's, you know, legacy franchises, it, it, it's probably like one of their least successful ones. So, you know, despite the fact that they're all good, they're all really good, you know. But, you know, I I think it's just that perception that like, oh, it's for older kids or, you know, it's not for me. I gotcha. Definitely
1: what I saw it announced my reaction was this looks like this will be really enjoyable to anybody who likes this franchise and I'm happy they're still making them. (laughs)
0: just like batman begins i can see why you like it like it yes. <laughs> yeah but
1: i'll definitely say that whenever i get a switch this game will be on my list of things that i want to check out
0: yeah uh, yeah yeah and and i hope that's the fa- i hope that's the case for most people too and you know and so yeah not much not too much to say you know we got uh we got a good look at it you know i watched the nintendo treehouse as well you know all three hours of it <laughs> but and and they and they did a you know a good deep dive into this game as well and it looks like it plays like a dream and there's that classic metroid level design as well and i'm, I'm just really excited for this game and you know i i, I think they i think they want this one this one to come out to hold people over until uh the beloved metroid prime 4 comes out sometime maybe next year who knows my i'll, I'll probably play it with my grandchildren one day <laughs> daniel what's your number three
1: my number three is the other game that i knew of as much information as they gave us about mm-hmm. going into E3. My number three is Starfield.
0: Starfield, uh, what we now know to be an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, I was hearing
1: murmurings that, that was going to be the case. And again, at first was sad, but like I said the information about the Xbox stick. The <laughs> X becomes, stick. The <laughs> X stick. There we go. You <laughs> that would be true. I will definitely be playing it.
0: Oh, man, you, you, you know, a CGI, CGI trailer, you know, it's about a minute long. Uh, I'm I'm sure, because, you know, even, even me as somebody who isn't, like, big into, like, the Elder Scrolls series or big into the Fallout series, like, I could tell that with those, you know, close-up images of the different items on the ship, the different ship locations, the different items that I'm sure you're going to be using on your expeditions, there's a lot of, like, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, a... Uh, homages and stuff. Was there anything that you caught in there? Uh not off the top of my head. But what I did
1: catch was the release date. The release right. date is 11, 11, 22 eleven twenty two. I'm like, yeah, that they knew that had to be the release date. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mind. Cool homage to Skyrim, which you know this game has been described as Skyrim in space, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean and and also big news too, this is gonna be made on the creation engine two, which, you know, those of us who look at the, you know, Elder Scrolls games and the Far Cry games, even those of us who you know aren't graphics guys, and we see the jank, you know, it's, <laughs> sometimes the jank is hard to kind of get over, you know. But uh, the Creation Engine too, that's that's uh, that's that that's that's good news for this franchise, and I think that's good news for Bethesda going forward. They definitely needed a new engine.
1: Yeah, and I definitely gotta say, well, the trailer, you know, it did its job to be like, okay, we have seen something from us really uh todd howard talking like doing interviews after the press conference gave us a mm-hmm. lot more information than the trailer did
0: yeah absolutely it, like, did, did, what else what, what what other information otherwise other than you know comparing it to skyrim did um did todd give
1: he gave an idea about he basically did talk about all these alien worlds which implies that you're gonna be able to go to multiple planets i say or the plants are gonna act as hubs I, say, like, I don't think you'll be able to explore like an entire planet but it will have a you go to a planet, you'll be able to explore this section i think similar to outer worlds how they did it mm-hmm. like i said and just like i said like him being this idea that you will be able to play this game however mm-hmm. you want
0: yeah that's that's very skyrim-esque you know yes <laughs> but, uh, and like uh, i said
1: talking about all these factions because he said there's gonna be many factions you can choose to join or fight against it's Like I said, it seems like they're just they're going to take what worked from Skyrim and build on it, which that's probably the best way to go about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and 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 I wanted to correct myself too because I I seem to remember Todd prior to and this this is what started this is what jump started the press conference too, which is which is a great way to start the show. But um, I think Todd said that like this was all what we saw was all in engine stuff was i am i incorrect in that i believe you're correct so while it isn't gameplay it is just cg
1: but if that's like this idea of what the cutscenes are gonna look like right
0: so. yeah so so again yeah if, if that's the case and we are seeing in-game footage you know take that as you will that the creation engine looks great that's good yeah. that's 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 definitely fixes my um dissonance with the prior games made in that engine you know that i yeah I, you know i i admittedly i it's it's hard for me to 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 see bug-eyed characters and like not feel like my immersion is broken you know yeah maybe now we'll have characters that can blink <laughs> you know we had to hire a blinking guy on the team and <laughs> it just and wasn't it working played, out you know <laughs> yeah
1: it's like i don't I say i will i eagerly await though whatever npc soon just like hello deck like <laughs> stares <laughs> Like, <laughs> welcome hi. to the planet, Dak. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said I, I'm super excited. I mean, it's our first real new Bethesda game since Fallout Four, in my mind, and I, I have been waiting so long.
0: Yeah, yeah. you, you, and a, 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 thousands of other people too, and you know, and that, and again, big news for Microsoft for for scoring that as an exclusive. They definitely had, you know, they definitely needed. Big exclusives to put under the belt, and whew, what a what an exclusive they they managed to bag. But uh, yeah, go go pre-order your X sticks now. <laughs> my number three here was also from the uh, Microsoft showcase. This is you know sort of in the middle, I think, when they were kind of highlighting different indie games. This one caught my eye, um, not just because of the art direction and the art style, but the premise too. So, do you remember a game? Uh, Called Somerville, uh, S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E. I I
1: say I do remember that.
0: Yeah, dude. So this is for people who may not remember or need a refresher. So this looks like a top-down type of 2.5D platformer puzzler. Similar. uh, This was made. This is also made by the uh, the developers Jumpstart, who made Inside and Limbo and and. Uh, Oh my gosh, Inside, incredible game. Short little thing, it'll take you like a weekend to finish. Incredible game. So this is made by that team. Now, the premise of this looks like you're playing as a family. Uh, From the trailer, it looks like you're just from the perspective of the father. And this is during some sort of like alien invasion attack or something. So you're not a soldier. You're not like someone who is trying to like, stop the aliens from invading because you see those characters in the trailer, which is fascinating. You're just playing as this family, trying to make it to safety, trying to evacuate, trying to keep yourself safe, trying to scourge for food. And Oh my gosh, I like this. This, this looks like it's going to give me an amazing cry, <laughs> you know? Right. I, and I like,
1: got, I got heavy brothers vibes from this Oh
0: man. Don't get me started on brothers. Like, Oh, I, I got, I got a little, choked up when you mentioned brothers sorry right. that's okay don't worry like that, that that's that, that's one of my um what do you call it that, that's one of my blacklisted games we're not allowed to talk about that otherwise i start crying you see
1: <laughs> do know yeah
0: that's okay i'm just kidding uh but yeah somerville do like i like the the tone of this looks amazing the perspective looks amazing like you know i sometimes i find myself you know even in like movies or you know games themselves just like kind of making up stories for npcs especially in really intense moments like you know i know it's a video game and stuff and like your your character model is gonna blink out of existence as soon as it you know it exits my periphery as the main character but like this is a story of those npcs not blinking out of existence this is their story this is what they're gonna have to deal with while you the main character is out like kicking butt dude and like like I am all in for this. And like the, the I, I love the unique perspective of this and I cannot wait that I, I don't think we got any other information on this game other than just the title and that it exists, but this is what I'm going to be keeping a close eye on.
1: Yeah. And you uh, said that they're the same people that made the inside.
0: Yeah. So if this was jumpstart, I believe. Yeah. Wait, I no. gotcha.
1: I never played inside, but I've watched a lot of people play it and it is a, very interesting game so i'm yeah. very intre- i'm definitely going to check this
0: one out yeah inside I, I i played that for the first time i think last year i got a i got a, on, on ps4 they had like a, a limbo inside bundle that i picked up and and uh oh man, limbo like, was terrifying <laughs> limbo gave me like you know you know when you see images like when you close your eyes like <laughs> like, limbo- pr- like sleep paralysis demons yeah, like Sleep Paralysis Demons. Exactly. <laughs> but it said giant spiders. <laughs> that, that game,
1: I I don't remember how old I was when it came out, but I think I was still too young to play it. I'm still kind of scarred.
0: Oh, yeah. We, we all have those games. Like, we were way too young. Like, Silent Hill 2, was that for me? Like, I was oh, like an no. older kid, but like, I, 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 I blame a lot of my current fears, especially like my current existential fears on Silent Hill 2. And I'll never forgive it for <laughs> it I, I,
1: I blame my existential fears on watching Silent Hill Revelations. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just because of how bad that movie was? <laughs> I,
1: I, Mike, we can get into this. I will defend that movie.
0: Oh, see, I love Silent Hill, the movie. I, I love that one, too. That movie is so good. Like, underrated gem. Like, I, like admittedly, as a fan of the franchise, like, it does action it up a little bit you know and I I, I don't I, I think Silent Hill as a brand should stick to what it does best with that kind of that that mental fear that existential fear yeah, but you know I, I understand that you know it's a it's a big budget movie we gotta appeal to you know the wide audience didn't Silent Hill Revelations come out in like cheesy 3D or something uh, yes it did but it okay. also
1: had Sean Bean and Jon Snow in it so <laughs> The That's Game come of Thrones.
0: You- was that before Game of Thrones? I don't no, know. it was 20-
1: twenty. It came out in twenty twelve, so it was actually after Game of
0: Thrones. Oh, okay. So they they finally reunited after they separated in season one. Very good. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> I wonder if they ever had that conversation. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, the conversation about Jon Snow's mom. Yeah, next time we see you, we're going to talk about your mother. Anyway, <sighs> Game of Thrones is dead to me now. Thank you. Season yeah. eight. <laughs> yeah. Ag- agreed. Yeah, yeah. Somerville, go check it out. That's 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 a game I think everyone should be on everyone's radar. D- Daniel, what's your number 2?
1: Mine is Tiny Tina Wonderlands.
0: Dude, 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 dude. dude. How uh, what is your relationship to the Borderlands series, dude?
1: It's limited, but I have loved what I've played.
0: Oh, Borderlands 2? I know we didn't do an episode for me. But like, is one of my top five favorite games of all time. Ooh, I have not played Borderlands 2. I I have
1: on Xbox One. My old roommate gave me a copy of the handsome collection. Mm-hmm. I need to play it.
0: Oh, yeah. You, 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 oh, you don't have an Xbox One anymore, right?
1: I do have Xbox One still. So oh, I can still so boot it up. I just have not got around to it.
0: Oh, dude. Like once you're done with like Horizon or what, what are you playing right now? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Right.
1: I... Mike, I feel we need to have a long conversation about that game. I have so many thoughts and I don't think I'm even halfway through it.
0: Oh how, how, okay, we'll have this we'll have this conversation when when the show ends but I, I need to ask you where you are because I, I don't want to over because the okay. twists, if you're like if you think you're halfway, oh the twists are not over, my friend. Yeah,
1: I don't know where I am. I just uh, like well, I probably i just left the embrace and started doing the side missions out of that.
0: Mm, you just left the embrace okay yes. right. i uh
1: just i just say i'm at a quarry i just you... finished a side mission like oh, a quarried. Okay.
0: so things are starting to get juicy now they are okay yeah. i will have this conversation a little bit more later but uh yeah so yeah tiny tina's wonderland yeah is it wonderlands right yeah i think it's
1: wonderlands yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah tell me tell me what gets you excited about this
1: the fact that it's like fantasy and it's like a fantasy borderlands and it just looks amazing. I loved every minute of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the, uh, with tiny Tina's bunker? Wait, wait, bunkers and assault on dragon keep. So what that was is a, uh, it was part of the borderlands Two season pass. It was the final chapter of that. And what that was was Tiny Tina and some of the cast of Borderlands One playing a Dungeons and Dragons type game uh, in the style of Borderlands, and Tiny Tina was the dungeon master. Oh, so, that
1: sounds amazing!
0: And it's just as amazing as it sounds because you know you you haven't played Tiny uh, Borderlands Two yet, but you know from what you can gauge from Tiny Tina, just from her character design and her speech and you know how wacky she is, like she is a very like. Um, unpredictable type of character and that is reflected in the gameplay of assault on dragon keep so for example when you first boot up that dlc and you go to the first area she's like okay i'm gonna roll for like roll for initiative and she rolls the dice Uh, this is all narrated right and then she and then she's like okay then the player is attacked by a giant, like, undefeatable dragon. And then you get killed by a dragon and you go into, like, the death animation. <laughs> and then the... And sounds
1: then, amazing.
0: And then, like, the one of the characters like like, Tina, you can't, like, kill the main character, like, right at the beginning of the game. It's like, okay, uh, never mind. You are attacked by, like, some low-level skeletons. And then she revives you and then you fight low-level skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> so just based on, like, that DLC, which was incredible... And, and and again too, it it takes you to like you know fantasy realms, you're fighting skeletons and orcs and wizards and dragons and wyverns and stuff like that to make a whole game out of that. Incredible.
1: Exactly, man. Just like the whole I- the idea of seeing like magic and machine guns and dragons, it's it's like it overloaded my nerd receptors
0: (laughs) yeah dude this is this is like this is this is checking every single box oh and also the the idea that they got like a bunch of like like big name voice act or big name actors to like voice some of the characters in this like i think i remember andy sandberg uh wanda sykes i think i read too and
1: yeah and then will arnett is going to voice the dragon lord and that's gonna be amazing
0: and will ornette as lego batman yeah he's gonna be in this game
1: that's (laughs) I my first thought was like oh good bojack horseman is the villain
0: (laughs) there you go (laughs) oh you know that they're gonna bring they're gonna have some bojack horseman like reference in this game yeah
1: or like at least a lego batman reference it's something that he's worked on it's gonna get a reference
0: absolutely man yeah this was another like huge surprise uh what did this show up on was this at microsoft as well uh, yes. Man, they they just snagged up all these types of really interesting games. What a, what an incredible showcase like Microsoft had. They really did. Yeah, dude. And so you so you've only just kind of touched upon the Borderlands series? You haven't really like dove deep into it?
1: Yeah, I have not played like I never finished a whole Borderlands game. I play I remember my friends in high school were obsessed with the original Borderlands and I played a little I played with them on and off. Mm-hmm. Never really played the campaign seriously, just kind of jumped in with them and played some stuff. OK, I said my roommate was really big on Borderlands, Two.
0: Yeah. I and so I, I
1: watched him play some stuff. And then this is the weird part. The only Borderlands thing I've finished all the way through is the Telltale game.
0: Right. That's which where, is, I was, again, like, incredible. Yeah.
1: Yes. I say, yes. Uh, Telltale is amazing in everything they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's like so this will probably, again, I'll load up that handsome jack, coll- that handsome collection that I have for Xbox One. Uh, As eventually, essay a but uh, prepare for this. But I am very excited for this game. This is probably
0: the thing that
1: has me the like the most initial hype for me. Mm,
0: yeah, I, 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 this is one that I wanted to put on my on my uh, top five. But to, you know, that's Stranger of Paradise. You know, just gotta. You know,
1: <laughs> I, I <laughs> you see know?
0: how it is, Mike.
1: You got you gotta go where the quality is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. We read that. that's a that's a good note. Like, no, not just pandering actual quality okay there you go <laughs> no uh, i i'm glad that you actually brought it up i was i was i was one i was i was curious to see if like you know this interests you at all so i'm, I'm glad it did because so now i don't feel as bad for bumping it off my list definitely so yeah and, and and i guess you're going to be playing um whenever you get to it the handsome collection on xbox one i i, I want to do some research to see if there's crossplay allowed because i have the handsome collection on ps4 so like I'd love to like jump in, uh, and, and play with you, but uh, well, we'll see. That's it. Definitely, I would definitely love to do that. So my number two again from Microsoft, uh, this was another indie-ish type game. Uh, another kind of two D side scrolling. This one's this one's also very like is it's an actual it's an action thriller kind of like a retro futuristic, uh, replaced. So this is, again, a new franchise. I don't have the developer in front of me here in my notes, but this one was like a pixel art, uh, pixel art characters in like a very stylistic, almost like f- hyper-realistic backgrounds with like realistic lighting and like the action. It's like super action heavy. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: I saw that. It was definitely piqued my interest.
0: Yeah, there's so not too much is known about this, but like it really is like it got me so interested in it that I decided to put it in my number too. Like, like I can't get the imagery of this game out of my head, and like I, I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know. Again, I don't. I don't have the developer in front of me, but like it's it was so intriguing and so stylized and so moody. You know, I I, I just. I, it's my number 2. I, I I don't I only have much to say about it. Again, I we, we,
1: we'll learn yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, there just wasn't a lot to say because there just wasn't a lot of information given. Yeah. But it definitely had like, like I said the art style is very interesting with that like almost like like early like 90s almost like almost like it gave me a kind of Castlevania feel with the characters. Yeah,
0: dude, like with the, those the, like it's...
1: super stylized backgrounds.
0: Yeah, kind of like do you know about do you know the uh, the Octopath Traveler game on Switch?
1: I do not.
0: Okay, it it's that that that's one of the first like big like high profile version or games that kind of do this kind of two h they call it HD 2D where it's, they they take like high quality pixel art and put it in like these really high res backgrounds and you know give it like realistic lighting. So there's this, there's this cool like meshing of old school and new new school and you know lots of games are you know kind of taking that and running with it you know replaced um uh, uh being one of them and it also reminds me of like this cool little um roguelike game from a couple years ago called dead cells uh, i don't know that i don't know if that's like spark you know it's triggering any memories for you but the this, this is very similar to that where it's very hyper stylized you know very high quality pixel art and uh, yeah I, I wish we got more information of this other than like that cool that cool teaser but you know other than that that's that's the only information we have on it but uh yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm stoked on this i can't wait to i can't wait to hear more
1: yeah i'm definitely want to hear more information but it's definitely it definitely got my attention and i'm gonna keep an eye out for more to come later about mm-hmm. this game
0: absolutely daniel that brings us to your number one what is your number one most hype thing from e3 slash summer games fest
1: yeah, that's how I said. Uh, my number one was revealed at the stream opening up Summer Game Fest. It's a game that, I guess I could say this one, I technically knew was coming out, but I didn't know anything about it. I just heard like people mention it, but I hadn't done any research about it. Mm-hmm. My number one game is Elden Ring. Oh,
0: baby. Let's, that... let's talk let's talk about elden ring all right this is the elden ring segment of the show folks thank you Wait, for joining everybody for the else hour <laughs> yeah we got a really long episode ahead of us so let's let's get started right now elden ring dude what's your what's your relationship with from software
1: tell me now uh, from software i all i know is uh again a lot of the stuff comes from my roommate my roommate was huge into dark souls uh, he loved dark souls too. Uh, i and all of before moving with empathy, really, the only thing I knew about it was that the games are supposed
0: to be very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the P- like, like hard is the oversimplification. I like to uh, I like to say that it, it, it requires a lot of patience and it requires a lot of determination, and it thus becomes very rewarding. You know, like yeah. you definitely feel like you earned those battles, and you know it's and it could it can be grueling, and that can feel like it's quote-unquote hard but i think dark souls and bloodborne and even Sekiro, which i think is the hardest of all of those like they can be overcome with enough perseverance and patience i gotcha like i said so i really don't have a big relation with dark souls but i remember when bloodborne came out bloodborne was one of
1: those first games that really made you go like Oh, PS4's got some really nice exclusives.
0: <laughs> right, I, I, dude. I
1: feel kind of bad. I don't have one. Oh, and then well, you, got,
0: uh, you got that PS5, baby.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's it's on my list of things to play. Nice. And Sakura that that I never got around to playing it, but it's just it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like that game blew me away when it was first announced and revealed. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I want it.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, like and it was actually Sekiro that got me interested in FromSoft games and you know, because you know they they've been making a name for themselves with with Demon Souls and Dark Souls and even Bloodborne, but it wasn't until Sekiro and, and the and again the art direction and the cool lore and like the and like the verticality and the and the and the quickness of the combat that got me interested in it. So I went online to a couple of forums with people for you know for uh, other like creators that I trust and stuff, and I asked them like you know I've never played a FromSoft game. Do you think I could get into Sekiro? And one person said, you should probably play Bloodborne first, just so you can get an idea of what you're getting into. So I did that. That same week, I went to GameStop and I bought Bloodborne and I bought Sekiro. I bought and I played Bloodborne, one of my favorite games of all time now. (laughs) And I think I've played it like three times too, all the way through. It's just a fascinating game. Like my wife loves watching, you know, she'll never pick it up because I think it's like, you know, it's probably a little too hard for her, but you know, it's uh, but it's, it's it's a game where it's like it's the the lore is fascinating the 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 environments are fascinating the the character design the sound design the monster designs are fascinating and you know then you fast forward to sekiro where the where the combat is just frenetic and it's almost like rhythm game based like the combat is nowhere near similar to like dark souls and bloodborne and what i'm guessing is elden ring but um but yeah they like they, they took a swing and like did this completely different like combat style and, I, and it pays off for what that game is and yeah again and so have you ever picked up any of these games yourself You so you, you just you're just like looking at this from the outside
1: i'm definitely looking at this from the outside and i'll be fully honest the thing that made me die head first and like being interested in Elden ring was when they announced that george martin was writing it
0: absolutely yeah and that was revealed at the uh the reveal trailer from game awards of 2018 i think it was
1: dang was it that
0: long oh, ago it was, it was a long time ago man <laughs> I, uh, I, I definitely
1: I, didn't hear about it then i think it's more recent for me to find out about that
0: oh but... right on yeah yeah so george R. R. martin like he like uh, uh he worked on the project i think he from what i understand uh the From Software uh, president uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, I think his name is, like, he explained that like George Martin's um, involvement was with the world building, which is what he's great at, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, he he helped develop the lore, he helped develop like the characters and the backgrounds, and and just kind of involving what the story is going to be, and then and then FromSoft took it from there, which is which is great, which is cool, which is a wonderful collaboration, and I think this game style. Fits his writing, you know, especially with the brutality of, of the way he likes to write. Like it fits, it fits it really well. And I'm so excited for this, man.
1: Yeah, man, I'm so excited. Like, because I'll be honest, George Martin is my favorite current living author. Like, the Song of Ice of Fire books are my favorite fantasy series of all time. Yeah,
0: dude, you can't, can't go can't wrong watch. with those books, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, like because again, I watched the show first. I don't think I started reading. I think I read like most of the books in the interim between season four and five. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I get, I love the show. Yes. That Last season, notwithstanding, but the I books, I don't know what you're talking like,
0: about. The show ended in season six and we're just not, we don't know what happened to those characters.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, right. You're we're, right. Waiting, I, I, we're Waiting
0: I, for George to come out with the next book before they continue filming again. I don't, I don't yeah. understand what you're talking about. Uh,
1: I would love to live in this reality, Mike. I really would.
0: Join join me, Daniel. Join me. Daniel.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like, honestly, like I said, like, there's not a book ever that I'm more hyped for to come out the winds of winter right now. It's just, I've been waiting so long. Do you think we'll ever get it? I really do. Because I, he's really has, especially 2020, seems like all he did was right.
0: Mm. Do you so, follow uh, his live journal at all?
1: On and off, I follow a YouTuber named Daniel Green who keeps me up to date with fantasy re- related news. Oh, right on. So he basically keeps me updated anytime George Martin says something.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. For some reason, George Martin still has a live journal account, which I think is adorable. Yes, so... <laughs> I, I, no,
1: no. It's called "This is not a blog."
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I was trying to remember what the name of his live journal was, but yeah, it's yes. it's it's so cool. And like, I, I, part of me thinks that like he. And this is the cynical part of me, right? This is, I, I think he might have wrote, written himself into a corner and just, like, is stuck, which I, I think is why it's taking so long. You think he Patrick Rothfuss himself? I think he Patrick Rothfuss himself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, that's, that's, again, I don't know anything about him. I don't follow his live journal. I'm not familiar with, you know... A, if, if he has like any con like he has to meet some deadlines or anything like that but like or i don't know what the writing process looks like for novel for novelists but uh yeah i, I i'm we're all eagerly awaiting the winds of winter and you know i guess elden ring is going to have to hold us over until then right yeah are, are you are you planning do you have any um from soft games that you're that you've got in the queue in the backlog
1: uh, as a th- ps5 I...
0: owner you should be playing demon souls <laughs> I do
1: plan on playing Bloodborne Bloodborne is the first game on my list of the from from software oh, to check baby. out.
0: Oh Daniel, please, please keep me updated when you play Bloodborne, dude. Oh like I've like other than my wife, I don't have anyone else to talk about Bloodborne with. <laughs> and I need to talk about Bloodborne. It's just it's, a, it's in my heart and it, and it needs to come out. I need to talk about Bloodborne. <laughs>
1: uh i okay, said we'll definitely do that so mike what's your number one
0: uh, a game that you don't like uh Redfall.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's you... right i'm an idiot i forgot already
0: that's right yeah oh uh, yeah we, we talked about it briefly but yeah. the again this 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 ended that already stellar microsoft bethesda showcase and man what a cool concept for this game dude and The idea that we 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 could play this with buds, whether it be couch co op or online. I'm hoping couch co op because I would definitely. This definitely looks like a game I think my wife would enjoy playing, uh, alongside me. Um, Same. And yeah, I love the idea that like it's like modern day vampire hunters. Um, The only thing that gets me like a little trepidatious, and this is true for any game that does like humor is. I, I, I don't know how much they're going to lean into the humor. And if that humor is going to land, uh, you know, yes, Border, that's I always
1: was, uh definitely a problem that you can run into when you're like too much on the jokey jokes.
0: Yeah. And I was, I was, I was trepidatious with that with borderlands before I jumped in on two, but uh, I ended up loving, you know, borderlands too. I think the humor is right up my alley. Um, but, uh, it, but yeah, I've also heard people be like, Oh yeah, borderlands. It's just a bunch of memes. It's like, yeah, but there's a lot of other good jokes too, you know. <laughs> but uh yeah, I am I'm, I'm hoping that this doesn't kind of lean into like the cringe humor. And I think I hope, I hope I hope the dialogue comes off a lot more like natural and um I, and, and 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 I'm pretty confident that because it's Arcane Studios like the combat and the gameplay and like even the melee combat cuz I think one of those characters looked like they were melee focused. They they're, I think they're going to nail it right there. The only thing I'm just concerned with which you know, again, it's arcane. They've pre- they've proven themselves time and time again. It's just you know, maybe they're just kind of de- delving into a comedic style that maybe they're just not familiar with, and I'm just a little worried. But yeah, you know,
1: I'm hoping we don't get sunset override humor.
0: Right? Yeah, and because I didn't have an Xbox One and never played that game, but you know, I, I I'm just <laughs> familiar with the trailers. Did you play that one? I I did. It's it's a
1: good game. It's fun, but it is that thing where it's like. It's so focused on the humor that it's like it takes kind of the tension out of the game for me. Right.
0: Yeah. the The, the trailer, from what I've, from what I've, just from my pers- perspective, the trailer s- seemed like what uncool people think cool people talk like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, I, and, I bunch... that, and I don't want that. I don't want that for Redfall.
1: <laughs> it's a, just like it's what a bunch of old corporate executives think young cool people yes. act like.
0: Do kids dab? Kids dab, right? We've got to put dabbing in the game.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's like, what is this MySpace thing kids are all about now? It's 2015. We need to get on this. Make
0: sure the nerdy character talks about his MySpace page. He
1: doesn't have a girlfriend and is a virgin because we have to bring that up and everything.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely a virgin because he's a nerd. You know? (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's my only like concern about it but again this is just a cg trailer uh but you know i the cg trailer did give us enough to get us really excited and i'm, I'm really looking forward to this game out of all the games i saw you know uh again sequel to breath of the wild notwithstanding elden ring looks incredible dominant by day one but um yeah i hope i hope I hope this makes its 2022 um release date i hope i have a ps5 by then then you know you and i can probably tag team this game together which would be great but um Yeah, dude. Redfall. I'm so hyped for it. And and the perfect game, I think, to end that showcase.
1: I completely agree.
0: Woo! E3, baby. So, would you say that, like, Microsoft is probably your favorite uh, showcase of all of of them?
1: Uh, Definitely.
0: Yeah. What what a a great... Like, you know, they they kicked off... Well, they didn't kick off E3, but, like, of all the big names, they definitely kicked off E3, and they kicked it off in a big way. Lots of cool indie games, lots of big games that we were all really anticipating. Um, what, what did you think of? Um, you know, I know we, I know they didn't share much, but like you know what what they shared with a, uh, Halo Infinite.
1: Uh, I thought it was okay. I know they mostly focused on the multiplayer aspect.
0: Yeah, that's what people that's... were really waiting on too.
1: Yeah, and I maybe I'm just out of the loop, but I'm concerned that the big headline I kept seeing was Halo Infinite's multiplayer is free to play and i'm like was halo multiplayer ever not free to play did i miss something with halo 5 i i don't
0: know i this. think it probably just means like it's standalone right like cause i think that was the plan originally when, when it was supposed to come out in 2020 haha <laughs> whatever but uh, yeah the, i think there, the plan was to release it the single player in november and then the multiplayer sometime down the line right
1: yeah maybe that's what they meant i just thought the phrasing i saw in articles about it was a little odd
0: yeah i think it's a smart move though you know creating making the halo multiplayer like its own thing and then keeping the keeping the campaign separate for the people who are you know invested in the lore
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah of the two though the single player and the multiplayer like are, are you are you leaning more towards uh the single player game
1: uh, probably if I was going to play it. Cause like I said, I'm just not big into online multiplayer that much anymore. So yeah. the single player would definitely be if I, if I pick up anything from it.
0: Okay, cool. I, I, any other, any other games you want to shout out before we move on to the next segment? Cause I see you fiddling with something over there and I want to ask you about it.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, just find like a couple really quick things was, uh, I saw they asked that deviation games, who are the creators of the call of duty zombies mm-hmm. are apparently partnered with PlayStation to make a PS five exclusive game. They haven't announced anything about it, but that's all the information. And that, that, in, that perks my ears. I was like, Oh, well, that could be interesting.
0: It's like a teaser of a teaser.
1: Yes, it definitely does. <laughs> and uh, one last thing I have to bring up because me and my fiancee we watched the Microsoft that has the showcase together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? And she told me that when something was brought up out of the showcase, she says, I am very mad about this, and you better talk to Mike about it on the show.
0: Yes, please. Uh, 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 more perspectives. Let's bring him here.
1: All right. So I I feel like I want to introduce this as a semi-regular segment. As <laughs> i I'm just going to call it Taylor's rants. So <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> she she has a rant about the trailers for the new DLC for Fallout seventy six.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're continuing on with the uh the more. Sto- I think there was a story update that's coming, and just more just more quality of life stuff right
1: Uh, yes and i said uh, if you don't know her fallout 4 is her favorite video game of all time
0: oh cool
1: so and she is complaining because she was hoping she said that oh listen people like me we she said she doesn't like online multiplayer dealing people she says all i want it's them to announce an update that lets me play it by myself <laughs> i said and she was very mad when that was not what it was and she said that the way the trailer was playing like the story trailer she was like is this like single player i say dlc what is this and then it revealed it was just more dlc so oh. she's very upset about no still no single player option and she said that she wouldn't even necessarily mind if there was just a co-op lobby option where it's just you and your friends play yeah separately so that is her rant that she was very clear that I needed to bring up.
0: Well, I mean, I know that Bethesda has done fixes and, you know, tried to patch that thing to where it's like unrecognizable, but like, has she not dove in and fallout 76 at all? Is, is, is that a game that she's just like skipping altogether?
1: She said she tried to, but she said it just wasn't really a thing that she was into because again, it was so hard. It's, from what I understand, at least when she started playing, when she, when it first came out, it's nearly impossible to get in a lobby with your friends unless you just happen to f- get put in the same server.
0: I know. I was about to say too. I haven't, that I have experience with the game, but I was about to say like it's not like she was able to play it at all. Am I, t- am I right? <laughs> the Game's broken. <laughs> still probably still yeah. broken. Poor game. Yeah. I,
1: but yeah. So. And I said, I don't I don't think I hate Fallout 76 as much, but it's just like between that and Elder Scrolls Online, that really proves to me that Bethesda needs to stick with what they know, which is single player games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if Starfield comes out with any sort of like online co-op mess, oh man, that's going to ruin their reputation forever, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for thank. Tell tell Tha- tell uh, Taylor that I said thank you for those rants, and I look forward to hearing more of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we go, Daniel, like you keep you've been fiddling with it this entire show. Like I I I, I didn't want to be rude or anything, but like what what you got there? Oh, uh, oh, here. Yeah, that one right there.
1: All right. Well, I, I based off the last couple episodes I've listened to with your daughter, I feel I'm encroaching on her territory oh, with this.
0: Okay. But okay. I have
1: maybe a more old school anime to recommend. I got
0: some Wolf's Rain. Wolf's Rain. I've, is this is rain like water from the sky, or R E I. Okay. What is Wolf's Rain? I've, I've never heard of this.
1: All right, it is a, I believe, a twenty-four episode anime that came out in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Basically, I'll give you a short premise. It's basically the idea that in this world's mythology, there, when the world dies, you know, you go to paradise, but only wolves can lead the way. And the idea that wolves have been hunted to near extinction, and they use their magic to appear as human. And basically, you're just following this pack of wolves as they're trying to find their way to paradise, while also being hindered by this evil, noble guy whose family is basically responsible for starting the apocalypse. Oh, that's always fun. And it is... Loki's is one of my favorite anime of all time. It like top three.
0: I'm gonna Google this really quick because I really wanna see what the art style looks like. But yeah, do you know if this is on any streaming service at the moment or anything like that?
1: No, which is why I feel kinda of bad mentioning it because from my perspective it's been near impossible to find. It used to be on Netflix, which is where I which was where I was watching it. But Oh,
0: it got it got delisted?
1: Yeah, it got delisted.
0: Last this time arts- I checked. This art style looks incredible, dude.
1: It is one of the most beautiful anime I've ever watched. Like, it's it's Studio Ghibli level quality to me.
0: Yeah, dude, it's giving me, like, Princess Mononoke vibes.
1: Exactly. And the reason I brought up was because last time, me and my... A couple months ago, me and my fiancé went went out of town to Pensacola, and they have... Basically, it's one of those nerd stores... uh, uh, what is it? It's Fye. I don't know why I can think of uh-huh. Fye. And I saw the Blu-rays for oh, it the on the shelf, set? and I yeah, and I was just like, I have to get this. I cannot find this anywhere. I'm getting it.
0: Oh, that's awesome, dude. I'm just like I'm just, I'm scrolling through like Google Images of this of this series. I'm sold, dude. I'm Damn gonna nice. I'm gonna forward this information to Zoe, and I'm gonna. Let her ask her what she thinks. Like, oh, this, this has like high fantasy vibes, dude. Like, oh yes,
1: it's like high fantasy mixed with like technology, and like there's there's even some sci-fi elements to to me. Anyways, like low sci-fi.
0: How did I never hear about this? Did this not do very well? Was just kind of like it, a low-key like success or something?
1: Yeah, it does. I don't think it got a lot of promotion. Like even in my circles of like anime-loving fans, no one really knew about it. Like I just I just happened upon it. Like when I, when it was on Netflix, I was like, what's this? And so I watched it and I was just enthralled.
0: All right, dude, I'm going to drive over to your house and pick up that Blu-ray. I'm gonna borrow it <laughs> thing, <right? laughs> I'll like, be there totally. in like, I'll be there in like 74 hours. Or something. But, uh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. So when you say 24 episodes, it's like a one and it's like a limited series or they yeah. just never got around to finishing it
1: that's no, it's finished it's oh, good, uh it's, good. i think it was just like that's how many episodes it took to tell
0: the story good that's exactly what i want you know like i'm, I'm, I'm at my age i'm done with like ongoing series just, give me your story one and done all right that was good run on to the next thing yeah i i definitely uh,
1: i've always told people that to my opinion anime either has 20 episodes or a thousand mm. there's no in between right <laughs> uh, so i was like that's why uh so many people that I want me to get into one piece. And I'm like, I understand that is too much of a commit. Then I just can't, I'm too far behind. I can't do it.
0: The quote of the show today is like, I understand why you like this.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it definitely looks like something I'd enjoy, but it's like, there are hundreds of episodes and it's over its thousandth,
0: thousandth volume of yeah. the manga. It's I like, saw, I can't. Yeah. I saw that, uh, that headline not too long ago. And my daughter tried to get into one piece Like three months ago, not. I think it was sometime this year, and she like hard quit like just this past week. She said like I'm not I'm not watching One Piece anymore. (laughs) I understand. I understand. She she tried. (laughs) She has she has a lot more stuff to catch up on.
1: Uh, I have so much anime. I'm so backlogged on anime. It's not even funny. I'll put it this way. I have not I have not checked out my Hero Academia, which I've learned like oh I'm very behind on a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: we're, we're, we're currently watching that. And that was my daughter's project for me last year was to catch up on all of My Hero Academia, which I did. I, it, it, took, it took me a few months, but I, I caught up on it. So now we as a family, every Saturday when the English dub comes out, we watch it together. It's Very cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, it definitely. It seemed like it was one of the shows that I remember when it first came out. I was like, oh, this I'm hearing about this in the anime circles. And then I started seeing shirts for it mm-hmm. in Target. And I was like... This thing has taken on a life of its own.
0: I know. Once you once you get shirts at Target, that's how you know you made it, dude. A <laughs> lot, lot of anime cheese that the that My Hero Academia, but there is admittedly a lot of heart. And I I think I genuinely enjoy watching the show. And I'm not just watching it for Zoe, which is which is a sign of a good show, I think. I think so. Yeah.
1: All right. So Mike, what you got there?
0: Oh, the the this thing I'm holding right now that I've been trying to you know not nudge my head to get you to notice and you finally finally noticed just now let's see. yes that oh that thing okay <laughs> i've been watching a uh, nathan for you do you know what this is i have no idea what this is
1: but uh i see sell it to me
0: so there's this comedian super dry comedian i think you'd like him i know i know dry humor is what you tend to tend to lean towards his name is nathan fielder and um, my wife is st- standing right here while I'm saying this. She hates this show. And Nathan, for you, the the business guy show, where he like pretends to be like a successful businessman. Oh wait, that's what that's. Yeah. So anyway, so you're you're so we're following Nathan Fielder, who who, according to the intro, passed uh, who graduated business school with very good grades, <laughs> right? <laughs> so the premise of the show is that he's follow like, he he goes to different like uh, companies. Like you know, mom and pop businesses and stuff throughout throughout California, and he like gives them ideas of how to like market themselves better or you know reach out to different demographics and stuff like this. And the premises are just so mind bogglingly ridiculous, and he sells it with like this earnest quality that like only the best dry humor comedians like can do. Like for example, let me let me give you an example here. So. There's this there's this ranch in somewhere in Southern California or whatever. It, it, it's a winery also. And I don't know if you know a lot about horseback riding, but like there's a certain weight limit because you don't want to hurt the horses, right? So his okay. business proposal to this to this ranch owner was that like what, what we, we can we can market your business to the severely overweight if we tie gigantic helium balloons to them. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> once daniel's done being broken i'll i'll explain more (laughs) but and not only that but like because he's got like the backing of comedy central to go through with his tomfoolery he actually goes through with these ridiculous plans and like shows what it has what what a company would have to do to make this happen and then it works and then of course every single episode ends the same way where the business owner's like yeah, I don't think we're going to be going through with this. Or you know, thank you for the idea, though. You're like you because know, I, I think they they're not in on the joke or something, right? Like because he okay. comes in like as a legitimate consultant or whatever, and like he's trying to help these quote he's trying to quote unquote help these businesses, and like he's he's just doing it for a comedy show, and it's amazing. And like my you know, and the reason why my wife doesn't like it is because it is admittedly a little mean spirited. Like you know he's like these business owners invite them invite him and his quote-unquote business into you know their lives and like they're probably asking for legitimate help and he's here making a comedy show right so it's a little mean-spirited but like i don't think anyone's getting hurt here like they're in a way they're getting free marketing too like and you know no one's losing money you know bar comedy central's you know backing all the bills and stuff but like it so the show ran from like 2013 2017 it was like four seasons very short seasons too i think there's like Eleven episodes each, or whatever, but uh, it's currently on HBO Max. If anybody wants to check it out, um, I'm sure there's reruns on Comedy Central as well. But like, like I saw a clip or something on YouTube. Like, like the the great YouTube algorithm just kind of recommended me like a clip, and, and I think you can find like a lot of clips of the show on YouTube as well on the official Comedy Central page. So check it out. If it's your type of humor, then I think you're gonna, I, I think you're gonna get a hoot out of this. Like, it's it's a very bingeable show, you know, because each episode is like. Twenty twenty one minutes and it's just ridiculous man
1: <laughs> it sounds amazing like i
0: find myself just like rolling my eyes and pinching my brow at like the ridiculous situations that are going on and it's like these re- there's like re- these reoccurring jokes that like na- no one likes nathan like like no one wants to hang out with him outside of doing the business and he keeps asking different homeowners or uh, different business owners like it's it's so good dude like it, I, and i think because you like dry humor i think this would be right up your alley this sounds amazing that's <laughs> it it
1: definitely sounds like it it definitely sounds like it lives off of secondhand embarrassment
0: oh yeah like and this is like cringe humor done right i think like, there's a lot of like cringe to. humor where it's like hey i said a meme now you laugh right yeah. and that doesn't work for me and but it like, doesn't at all yeah but like the cringe humor where like the second-hand embarrassment like you said like that is f***ing hilarious <laughs> well that definitely
1: means my fiance is not going to watch it she cannot she said she physically can't handle watching things that give secondhand embarrassment because it just makes her like want to curl up a ball but oh it's like, yeah I'm I, like no, I, no 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 I love this and I, I and
0: I, yeah I and, I, and I get that too and I think that's I think that's where my wife is on this show too I think that's why it's like she doesn't like watching it but like I don't know get, get show her a couple clips that you know that maybe you think she would like and see if it's a show for you guys and again they're they're super quick episodes you know 20 21 minutes so it's not a huge investment to, to watch one or two but uh, yeah I've, I've definitely been binging this show uh on and off here and there for the last few weeks it sounds amazing i will definitely need to be checking this out all right folks thank you so much for checking out our post e3 episode and yeah, we definitely we, we definitely uh dove deep into you know a lot of good games here and I, and we only had like one overlap which is really cool i was i was worried we'd have like four overlaps and like somebody would say and then i'd say somerville you know <laughs> but uh yeah I'm, I'm glad you you got a, a huge a, an awesome uh you know list of games i'm glad you brought up elden ring and you know and you know I, and I hopefully i i brought some attention hopefully both of us brought some attention to these these games that might have gotten overlooked you know because everyone's overlooking metroid let's let's be honest here <laughs> everyone's
1: overlooking final fantasy whatever that title is chaos
0: i have to kill chaos (laughs) yes uh that's it final fantasy kill chaos final (laughs) fantasy kill chaos coming out 2022 but uh yeah so thank you guys for checking out this week's episode stay subscribed to the dorkiest at everywhere that you find uh podcasts if you're listening to this hey we're out on that platform isn't that amazing that, uh, you can follow us over on Twitter too at Dorkiest podcast and you can send us an, uh, an email over at the at gmail.com We don't quite have a website just yet, but we are working on it. But in the meantime what you could do if you'd left if you'd love to help out the show uh, for pretty much most of the big streaming apps like uh, like Spotify and Amazon and Apple and I think Google Podcasts as well, like you could review this show in app. In your app, isn't that amazing? I don't. I won't even ask you to go to a different website. Just do it in app, please. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's a, that would definitely help us out too. If you genuinely like the show, I, I I, would really like to ask if you just give us a quick little rating. You don't have to. Re, you don't have to review us. Just just rate us, please. That'd be nice. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll figure out a, a recording schedule for the next episode as well. I definitely like to deep dive into something. I th- I th- I think I think I think we're due to do something like that as well. And uh, and while you're at it, uh, go check out the previous episode that was released this past weekend, uh, where uh, me and Zoe we talk we dive deep into the Nintendo showcase. You know we're a Nintendo family here at at my house, and uh, and uh, so that was the perfect opportunity to do it. Uh, Just me and her, we we picked picked her up. We recorded an episode, and the and uh, you know talk a lot talk about a lot of stuff that got both of us very excited. So please check that out as well as well as the other. Two episodes on our podcast feed. Daniel, any uh, closing thoughts before we round to the end of this episode? That's uh No, I think
1: you pretty much covered it. I as a it was a great overall E three week. Lots of great games. I can't wait to dive into something. F- with you next time
0: all right dude and again thank you for joining me daniel it's always a pleasure to speak to you and again thank you folks for listening to this week's episode until next time from my co-host daniel i'm your co-host mike and ggs everybody ggs and e 3